Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson at the Family Office Club, and today we have an investor mandate interview with Thomas out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you very much. It's uh, nice to be on with you, Richard. So in addition to being an investor yourself, you're also, uh, if I understand, the, the leader or the chapter head of the, the West Palm Beach or Palm Beach uh, Koretsu Angel Investments or Angel Investor Forum. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, Koretsu has 54 chapters around the country and, and we're setting up one now in Palm Beach. Okay, great. And so um, we've had many people from Koretsu come through our events. Some of our investors are also members of Koretsu. You know, what you guys do is very different from the family office clubs. We're always happy to work together. And we've had some groups that present to your um, Koretsu chapters also be sponsoring some of our events, et cetera. So very very much familiar with your platform, but some are not. And as we were just chatting about a couple of minutes ago, out of all the different angel investor clubs that are out there, Koretsu is known for being, you know, one of the largest, if not the largest by several measurements, but also strong on the due diligence checklist and kind of sharing of due diligence best practices. Is that right? Yes. Uh, they rank highly along the angel groups, usually in the first or second place in terms of uh, performance. Uh, in terms of you know returns that they've provided or that they have offered, because they don't invest directly. It's the investors and the members that invest. Uh, but they're always looking for, and we're looking here, of course, for uh, potential new members to join this forum. And once they join here, they have access to any of the companies that may be uh, through with the due diligence anywhere else in the country or overseas for that matter. If they wanted an international investment, that it would, would be an early stage A and B round, not, not seed um, sure. investment opportunity in Israel, for example, they might find that uh, that would be an opportunity that they could find through Caritza. Sure, sure, it makes sense. And I didn't plan on asking this, but um, there's many people who you know, may be a fit for Caritza and there's many that may not be uh, what are the types of companies that make it through your screens that you say within your organizations you're looking for and you say, wow, I wish we had more of that type of deal to show to our investors. You know, what, what's the optimal thing that attracts capital the fastest through your investor platform? Caritza uh, is agnostic. However, I have a bias uh, personally. Sure. I, yeah, as I was saying, Caritza uh, is, is agnostic. Uh, my personal favorites are early stage bioscience companies that are in um, A and B round uh, fundraising and um, in many cases have very strong IP uh, and maybe already in preclinical work, depending on whether it's a drug or whether it's a device or whatever. Uh, but the leverage is so high in, in, with the success in those areas. Uh, the risk is higher as well, of course. But uh, when you're looking at early stage situations, you you absorb that risk, and and that's why you diversify as you should in any investment. Sure, makes sense. And you know, most angel investor clubs just aren't built to look at real estate deals. Even though some of the angel investors in the clubs might very well do um, real estate investments outside of the angel clubs, but the pur purpose of the angel clubs is typically to look at operating businesses, not real estate. Is that the case with 90% or 100% of Koretsu deals as well? Yeah, Koretsu does not normally take a position in, well, they do have a couple of funds, but they normally don't take a position in the companies that they have 
done the due diligence for and so on. That is part of the services that they offer to their members. Okay. Similar to yourself in a way, in that uh, you, know, you, you don't necessarily offer particular deals. You facilitate the opportunity and the due diligence to uh, allow good situations for your, your uh, members. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, one thing we've found over time is that a lot of people in the space uh, basically get tempted by, you know, U.S. dollars, of course, to help those who are raising capital. And the stance we've taken is to be helpful to those people raising capital with advice and books and strategies. But um, our success fee only comes from our investors uh, in terms of a performance fee or like a, like a profit share uh, from the investor and importantly not from the investment products because uh, we've realized there's almost an unlimited number of things that the investor can get pitched, but it's keeping that investor relationship you know, uh, treated with great care and making sure that we're really focused on what they want um, more so than who will pay us the most commission for selling something uh, to the investor relationships. So that's kind of you know what we've learned over the last 13 years. And I know Karetsu has a lot of best practices like we talked about on the due diligence side and just the way you guys run your chapters, having so many chapters globally, not just in the US, it really makes you a, a strong player in collecting best practices there. Uh, what, what would you say is the number one thing that gets the most traction through Karetsu? I know you, you gave several examples of A and B rounds um, and different healthcare related, you know, investments. But if there is one type of opportunity, like let's say it's operating businesses that are on a fast growth track, but they have one to 3 million revenue, or is it companies that are doing a quarter million of profits or EBITDA per year, but under a million in profits per year? Um, or is there an industry niche? Is there something that just really stands out that like, wow, if you have that type of company and you're listening to this right now, you should really reach out because it's going to be an excellent fit um, for you. Well, there's always the real estate situations, which are, are uh, usually showing, you know, earlier cash flow, et cetera. Uh, as I said, I, I like the idea of the biosciences, uh, sure. including devices. And in that case, I think the, the real value that you're getting by being a member of Kritsu there's so many early opportunities and you can, they all sound good. Uh, so to spend the time that you as a normal investor on his own would spend looking at, you know, 20 different deals or 25 different deals before he would decide he wants to get into one, he could spend a lot less time uh, by being a member of Caritza where that is being done for him and he's being already offered opportunities that have already had that due diligence done. And I think that uh, is reflected in their performance as well as in the professionalism of the type of people that are involved. Uh, with over 3,000 accredited investors uh, that are members, paid members, sure. uh, you know you're getting um, a, a number of them that are experts in, you know, uh, small molecule drugs or in real estate or in uh, IT or whatever right. uh, that, that participate in the due diligence on a hands-on basis, whether they actually invest themselves in it or not. Right, right. Yeah, that's so critical. That's, uh, that's something we're facing now in a healthcare-related deal with a uh, dental clinic chain. 
Um, I can look at it and I can look at it all day long by going to the three investors that we work with who have sold their dental practices and having them look at it and whether they invest in it or not, you know, weigh in on that, I think is just a night and day difference. So I can definitely relate to what you're saying. And I think that is one of the most important points you made this whole interview is about how all of the opportunities look good. I mean, I mean, some of them, uh, sadly, might not once you've seen enough, just because you know that like, wow, if, you know, if they're modeling that optimistic of a, of a cash flow jump, that it just doesn't look realistic. It, it almost looks so good that you know it can't be true. But I know that uh, the whole point of the pitch is to, you know, get the investors excited. And, then, and that's what scares investors many times is that without the knowledge of having had an exit in the space, then how do you tell one good opportunity from the next? And a lot of families who have a liquidity event who suddenly come into a lot of money, uh, they start spreading their money around left and right into things that they just don't know. And they don't have those other investors to call on. So I think that's part of the value that obviously, you know, your organization is providing. Um, you know, the, uh, the final question I had here, and then I'll give you a chance to add anything else that you'd like to for this, this interview is what, $100,000 piece of advice could you provide to investors listening to this? They could be a private investor in Australia, or you know, we just interviewed a single family office in Prague, or they could be someone right in Palm Beach that might be an active angel investor already. But what would be a big lesson that you've learned over time or an insight that you could share with, with an investor listening to this interview today? Many family offices have a particular niche that they're interested in from a philanthropic standpoint. Uh, and their investments may reflect that. And it could be a cancer situation within the family or God knows what. Um, and again, I come back to, I think, the due diligence of the Kuritsu can offer to uh, the companies and, and therefore to their members gives them an opportunity to save an enormous amount of time and, and money that they would spend on possibly getting into one of many different options in cancer today, for example. Many, many different breakthroughs, and they all sound exciting. Uh, to have some experts that have already looked at that could save you easily $100,000 in terms of lost money, much less $100,000 in expenses in terms of the due diligence that you might spend you and maybe a few others on on trying to evaluate a company that might have a breakthrough uh but might not sure sure yeah makes sense great well i appreciate um appreciate you being here you know on the interview today you know, if anyone would like to get a hold of thomas uh you're a member of our group just go ahead and email jennifer um, or submit a question through the uh, member portal. We'll get you right in touch with Thomas. We have, you know, maybe 15 to 25 different angel investor associations and clubs that speak at our events. But uh, as I mentioned, we know Koretsu better than, than almost all the rest just because they're one of the largest. So we bump into uh, professionals like yourself, Thomas, here in Miami, uh, in San Francisco, in Seattle, have spoken at one of your events, and some of our investors are members as well. So appreciate you taking the time here to kind of explain a bit deeper than someone might get at a busy conference, you know, what your firm is up to. And now if somebody is local to you in the Palm Beach area, then maybe they could uh, check out your chapter and participate there locally with you as well. And if they're in another area and would be interested, obviously I can refer them to a chapter that might be uh, in their local area. 
Sure, sure, great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for your time here. And hopefully you can come to uh, one of our live investor summits once this whole uh, virus thing passes us and we go back to normal living. Then hopefully we'll see you on stage at one of our events here soon. I've been to several of your, uh, your summits and uh, you guys do a terrific job. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Appreciate you saying that. Take care. Thank you.